Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. That was a different cadence. Okay. And welcome to <laughs> episode tweet. Uh, tweet. Episode tweet. Because we're all down with social media, because we're cool. Oh, that's a good fucking start, isn't it? Welcome to episode 21 of season one of Chip, mm. American Job, part one. Uh, what happened last time, MC? Jay happened. He did happen. Jay came all the way to New York, um, and uh, the, the ga- not the gang, the Tomorrow Gason gang, but the Chip gang, <laughs> as the Chip keeps wanting them to be called, but they refuse. Uh they attempted to help Jay find a MacGuffin. Um, yeah, they tried. But in the end, it made zero difference. Nothing, nothing in that episode made any difference to anything whatsoever. But Jay basically came to New York to find a MacGuffin. He found a MacGuffin from a guy who definitely wasn't suspicious. <laughs> and that suspicious guy, MC, <gasps> was none other than Grant Maloney, the person they suspect of being uh, the perpetrator of the New York bombs from a few weeks ago. Yes, indeed. Who we were like, oh, maybe he's just an antiques shop owner. But oh no, he has the ability to put a curse on an unbreakable, powerful amulet, yes, apparently. Yeah. He's so a man. Dumb shit happened. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if we're going to find out more about him because he's not very interesting so far. He's not. He's just ooh, spooky, mysterious bad guy. Yeah, antique shop owner, but an yeah, evil one. Unlike yeah. Dom. I think it's like it's one of the businesses he owns. That's like, true. Evil business person. <gasps> do you think the villain of this is going to be capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> I do reach that stage of your teenage years. <laughs> no, I didn't know what that word meant back then. <laughs> I just wanted to buy all the things. <laughs> And I don't think last week we said um, what the episode was called. So this one is called American Job. Mm. A play on the Italian job? Is Chip and Ridley going to steal things in Mini Coopers? Oh, I hope so. Me too, because then we can have... And get a copyright strike. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it as we go into it. It's American Job. <laughs> American Job, part one. Previously on Chip. Wait! Chip yelled, grabbing hold of Cat's arm. Let go! Cat struggled. Chip spun her around so she was facing him. The two looked at each other for a couple of seconds before leaning in to kiss one another. <laughs> I want to help people. Cat looked down at her feet. Then how do you mean, Cat? Because I never know what the hell you're thinking. I mean like... Cat said, still standing. I've seen what you do. Kill things. I used to do that for fun. But you, it's almost your life. I never understood until that deal with that big blue demon when you told us everything. It's a bit much to take in. Try living it. Chip sat back in the chair. But you still do it every day for no reward or benefit to yourself. You fought with friends, killed people, and been to all these weird and strange places. I guess I feel I can relate. Because it doesn't matter what I say or do now. You're either going to kill me or turn me in for the bombs. Either way, it's not going to stop him. I'd even say... Three bullets suddenly tore into Tarek's chest and one in his skull as Chip dropped his body. He turned round and saw Detective Jack Bentley standing in the doorway, holding his smoking 44 Magnum. What the hell are you doing, you maniac? Chip wanted to know. Protecting my city, son. And that was me thinking I had a newfound respect for Bentley. Ridley said, I've got a whole new level of contempt for the guy. Chip replied, thrown in with a dabble of suspicion. I had never heard of this Grant Maloney before. Me either. Chip said to Ridley, Maybe you don't wanna. Cat added strangely. The ninja stepped out of the shadows and leant across the detective's desk. I need information. Chip said menacingly. 
about a man named Grant Maloney. Well done, Marie. A man's voice said from behind the curtain. You did well tonight. He was an average-sized man, wearing a not very expensive suit. His hair was combed over with a slight hint of hair gel. His age wasn't obvious. Although he was a young-looking male in his late thirties, who still retained some boyish good looks despite being rather plain-looking. Grant Maloney smiled as he leaned back on the counter. Cat had never owned a bank card before, nor ever had a bank account. Come to think of it, she'd never really had any money she could call her own. Yet, she knew the PIN number to this bank card, despite the fact her name wasn't on it. Something flashed in her mind, like an old memory trying to break through, but she shook her hide. <laughs> what? She's got like an animal hide over her shoulders because it's cold. She doesn't own a bank card, she doesn't own a coat either. She has to like hunt and kill the rats of New York and skin them to make clothes. So why is she shaking it then? Because oh. it's infested with fleas. <laughs> Something flashed in her mind, like an old memory trying to break through, but she shook her hide. I'm guessing I meant head. Probably. Yeah. Wiping the thought from her mind. Is this a hint that she's like lost her memory at some point? Maybe, yeah. Something flashed in her mind like an old memory, yeah. Mm, trying to break through. Ooh. But she's sort of pushing it aside. Because it's too painful. Oh my god. Because <laughs> we've had ki- uh, Kit. Oh my god, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Cat. We've had Cat. Mm. Uh, kind of drop hints that she kind of knows Grant Maloney yeah. and has tried to stop Chip from kind of or even saying the name yeah so is like that like Voldemort <laughs> yes exactly Grant Maloney <laughs> is Voldemort but less transphobic <laughs> um, but so do we think that uh, that is another painful memory that Kat tried to shake from her hide bank cards <laughs> <laughs> also she's stolen a bank card I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't have a bank account. The The card doesn't have her name on it. I wondered if maybe somebody else opened an account for her, Ooh. like Chip or Ridley or whatever. Or mm. someone else. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> she made a bank card out of rat hides. It was a look you gave me when I suggested that. You were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I meant like Grant Maloney. Okay, sure. Him Great. too. <laughs> Your enthusiasm is coming through in bounds, MC, as per usual. Must be Christmas soon, you're clearly so happy. One thing she certainly didn't like about banks in general was the Q's. But spelt wrong, very badly, missing an entire U and E in there. And an apostrophe in there, because why not? In general, it was the Q's. She'd already been queuing spelled entirely different now wow you got two different misspellings of Q but that is sort of looks like it's uh, a snooker Q <laughs> is that what she's holding the rat hide on is a Q <laughs> snooker Q so I've got Q spelled Q-U-E apostrophe S and then C-U-I-N-G hmm I think what I was doing there, I, was, I didn't know how to spell the word clearly but yeah. I just threw out a couple of spellings thinking one of them will be alright at yeah. some point right <laughs> She'd already been queuing for 15 minutes now, and there was still another half a dozen people in front of her. Curiously was getting the better of her. <laughs> well, you know what they say, curiously killed the cat. <laughs> How much was in this account? And why did she have this bank card? Oh, so it's all mysterious and stuff. Curiously was getting the better of her. How much was in this account? And why did she have this bank card? The mundane feel of the bank suddenly got a lot more exciting as three men entered the bank, all wearing dark clothing accompanied by dark balaclavas. 
They each held an M16 machine gun and one of them fired into the air, causing everyone in the bank, except for Kat, to scream loudly and hit the ground. <laughs> She's too busy pondering the bank, ca- bank <laughs> card, I guess. She's got a pool cue. She's all right. <laughs> the shutters started to come down over the bank's counter to stop the thieves from getting to the money. One of the men threw, spelled incorrectly, a bomb and a flash went out. It disabled everything within the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Even bank the people. with, like, EMPs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, these are some sophisticated I bank know. robbers. Yeah. Do you think they're just in Ocean's Eleven at this point or something? Ah, yeah, that would explain it. The lights went off, the shutters retracted, and the emergency alarm wasn't working. I like when the power's cut, the shutters open up again, <laughs> the bank door, the bank vault unlocks, there's a big neon sign powered by a generator that says, Money here! The building was sunk into darkness despite it still being light outside. What, not... is there no windows? I know, right? Wait, what? Or oh, maybe the power knocked out all the windows That's as well. It, yeah. So the shutters over the bank vault and everything went up. Yeah. The shutters on the windows went down. Yeah, to make it easier for people to rob the place. <laughs> They're like, they got an EMP. They clearly put a lot of effort into it. Let's let's just give them this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're a good enough bank robber that you can block out the sun, you deserve to get away <laughs> with the money. One of the men had a pair of night vision goggles on and he led the way. Oh, it's Sam Fisher. <laughs> That's why they haven't done a Tom Clancy Splinter Cell game in a while, is because he's been robbing banks. The men struck people with the butt of their guns who weren't lying completely flat on the ground. They moved with purpose and speed, as if they were on a tight schedule. Gosh, really? As was all the lackadaisical bank robbers who are like, guys, I know we're meant to be in a hurry, but let's just take the time and enjoy this, you know? We're not going to be robbing another bank for a while. Let's appreciate the moment. The bus arrives in three minutes. they got to hurry up. Cat went down to her knees, her back to the men, waiting for them to approach. As they got close and went to strike her with one of the guns, she spun round and caught the M16, pushing it back into the gut of the man. Quickly rising to her feet, she connected with a kick to the head, knocking the man backward, although he remained upright. Why? This is a very American thing, isn't it? Where they're like, oh my god, they're robbing a bank, I have to stop them and put everyone here in danger. Because <laughs> they're going to just start fucking shooting everywhere. There's a bunch of just innocent people trying to use their bank card that they do know how they got. <laughs> but I have to fight them. And the thing is, right, the bank's supposedly in complete darkness. Yeah. Only one of the guys has night vision goggles. Yeah. So how can they see the hostages? Maybe it's... Does it say complete darkness? Well, that's kind of what I'm imagining. Maybe there's enough light to sort of see. Okay. All enough right. to hit a hostage. Yeah. It just says sunk into darkness. Yeah. So, yeah, right, okay, we'll give him that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Kat has lots of training with M16s. Because <laughs> she's taken one out. I guess there's only two more left. So Well, has she actually taken them out? Which is, well, they knocked them backwards, and but they're still upright. Ah, well, there they're we go. upright. Kat turned to see where the other men were, but she felt something solid smack her in the face. The next thing she knew, Cat was on the ground with a warm liquid dripping from her forehead. The men were loading up the money in sacks with great speed. I mean, I'm surprised the bank robbers just didn't shoot her at that point. Yeah, you know? like, basically. Yeah, she's, she's attacked one of them, taken their gun. Shoot her? Yeah. But then I guess, you know, that's going to make sound. These are very, very They've already savvy. Shot. They've already fired into the ceiling. That right? is very true. Okay, well, forget that point then. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We'll give you a pass this time. I know it's a stressful situation. We understand. We're on edge too. Well, they didn't want to be done for murder as well as bank robbery. That's true. That's true. Within seconds, they were heading towards the exit of the bank. Kat tried to stand, to fight, and to stop these men from committing this crime. All she got for her troubles was a kick to the gut. 
the robbers were gone, complete with the bank's money. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Different times! Well, I think Kat is trying to turn a new leaf, isn't she? She's trying to be a good guy, a hero. She was pretty shocked that Chip had knocked over a bank at some point (laughs) as well, so... Pushing herself up, Kat stumbled out of the bank as well, while everyone else remained on the ground, too scared to move. Stepping out into the daylight, Kat saw the men enter a van and speed off up the road, making a right turn. She ran across the road into a car park. They weren't going to get away with this. Wouldn't it be ironic if it was like Chip and Ridley and like Mock or someone? <laughs> oh, can you imagine Mock teaming up with Chip for a thing? Chip just bullies him into robbing a bank. <laughs> that would explain why they didn't kill Kat. It's like, well, we, she's our friend, so we yeah. probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> But that's quite an exciting start to an episode, mm. isn't it? Like a fucking bank robbery mm. goes down straight away. I'm, I'm pumped already. We yeah. might, so that we might get a car chase and everything. Have <laughs> we ever had a car chase in this? Huh. Chip must have done the thing where he's like run along rooftops to keep yeah, up with a car. That's, that's definitely happened. something that happened in Angel, probably. So it would have happened in Chip. <laughs> MC drove like 180 miles an hour oh, yeah. down the with Tokyo his eyes highway. Closed. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking heavily. <laughs> With no arms. We probably only had one hand at that that point, so, Mm. yeah. Why not? I've told you why not. It's sick, and I'm not doing it. Why is it sick? Because he's a cop. Ridley, I'm not asking you to stab the guy in the back. No, Chip. You're asking me to stalk a member of the law enforcement agency because you've become all paranoid since you stopped a bunch of terrorists from tearing the city apart. Chip, asking someone to stalk someone else? (laughs) Who would have thought? He's outsourcing. (laughs) He's oh, delegating. No. He's got a stalking enterprise. <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's a startup. It's like Facebook for stalking. <laughs> uh, it is Facebook, to be fair. Yeah, true, true. They weren't terrorists. I've explained that to you a thousand bloody times. They're freedom fighters. <laughs> Chip and Ridley had been arguing in Chip's apartment for the best part of ten minutes. The ninja had asked his New York friend to follow Detective Jack Bentley for a while, see what he gets up to in a day, who he talks to, and where he goes hoping it would lead him closer to discovering just who Grant Maloney was. You followed Detective Jack Bentley, it's just going to be bad, Lieutenant. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. But it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Chip still think this is the Grant Maloney from the antique shop? Or is he like, oh, that's just another Grant Maloney? Because then surely he knows where the man works so they could stake out that place? Yeah, but I mean, I'm guessing he probably doesn't get up to many crimes with an antique shop. I think it's one of his many businesses and interests. So whereas the known corrupt cop who Mm. killed someone to stop them from telling Chip about Grant Maloney is a better lead. That's well done. You're so good at that. It's because this is so well written and intricate. (laughs) It's a tapestry. Chip and Ridley had been arguing in Chip's apartment for the best part of ten minutes. The ninja had asked his New York friend to follow Detective Jack Bentley for a while, see what he gets up to in a day, who he talks to, and where he goes, hoping it would lead him closer to discovering just who Grant Maloney was. But Ridley, although not a strict abider of the law, was still not coming around to Chip's thinking. Then what would you call them, Chip? Because Yankees cheerleaders they weren't. (laughs) I mean, the New York Yankees are a baseball team, right? Yeah. Do baseball teams have cheerleaders? I thought it was just like American That's football. Point. Yeah. <laughs> it's America. Everything got cheerleaders. <laughs> Funerals have cheerleaders out there. Then what would you call them, Chip? Because Yankees cheerleaders, they weren't. They were working for a man named Grant Maloney. The guy Tarek was just about to tell me when Bentley appeared at just the right time to shut him from talking. 
Now, we know our detective friend is bent, but to what extent? What's he involved in? A knock on the door of Chip's apartment interrupted the heated debate. Chip opened the door to reveal his landlord's lover, Jason, standing there. Oh yeah, we've had mentions of Jason before. Vaguely. Yeah. Wasn't he like the heavy sent round to collect the rent or <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he wearing like a Care Bears t-shirt? I can't decide if, I can't remember if he was actually wearing a Care Bears t-shirt, if that was a joke we made. Hmm, I can't remember. He wasn't wearing his usual Care Bears t-shirt today. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Question answered. <laughs> He wasn't wearing his usual Care Bears t-shirt today. Rather, a bright blue fluffy woolen jumper. Maybe he's got a Care Bears t-shirt underneath. Yeah, probably, yeah. It's all he wears. And there's no central heating in that apartment, as has been mentioned many times. (laughs) Hi there. Jason said. Sorry to interrupt your little war of words in there, but I was just wanted to invite you to a party that's happening in our apartment next week. It's my birthday, and I just felt like celebrating. (laughs) I know you've just done that voice randomly because that's how we do voices. Yeah. But it really works. fits with that sentence, it doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Why is he inviting Chip to his birthday party? What? <laughs> Chip just stared at Jason for a moment. Okay. He finally said, I'll try and make it. Super. Jason smiled and left. Ridley, despite his previous infuriation, held back a laugh. Chip looked at him. What's so funny? Nothing at all, bud. Just that the last time you saw that guy, he gave you a whack on the nose. Now you're best friends? Something I should know about you, Chip? Oh, oh here it comes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, let's just have some casual homophobia, MC, shall we? <laughs> hey. Brilliant. Easy there, Cupid. He's just a little more approachable now we can afford to pay the rent. The money you stole to pay off Dark Blue for me. Ridley realising he might well owe the ninja a favour. Yeah, Chip nodded. I think it's going to last me a while. Don't feel great about using it, but how else am I going to make money? Alright bud, I'll do this little assignment for you, following Bentley and all. I did have an honest day's work ahead of me today, but I guess you can compensate me for that. So Ridley, realising that Chip did a crime for him, is now going to go and do a crime. That's how it works. (laughs) Crime pro quo? Sure, yeah, why not? Sure. How is the working life treating you? Ah, you know, boring, less dangerous than my previous occupation, but I'll get by. Besides, it's not like I've completely given up the conning business. Oh wait, what? (laughs) Has he not? I thought he'd gone completely straight. I've turned her over a new leaf. (laughs) Now I only con old ladies. (laughs) On Wednesdays. I feel like Ridley's like working in one of those like fake call centres. It's like, oh, you've got a problem with your computer. Uh... I'm just calling about the accident you're in, that you're not at fault. Chip walked into his bedroom and pulled out a big suitcase from underneath his bed. He opened it up to reveal it was full of used green dollar bills. Perfect hiding place. (laughs) Grabbing a handful and counting out a lump sum, Chip tucked the suitcase back into its hiding place and gave the money to Ridley. That's a generous, generous term, hiding place. (laughs) Under the bed. I like to think how he pulled out like five one dollar bills or something. (laughs) It's like, there you go, sweetheart. (laughs) Look after yourself. And of course, if any cops turn up to look for the money, the last place they'll look is under the bed. Exactly. With the big suitcase that says money in here written on it. There's <laughs> a big bag with swag <laughs> written on the side and a big dollar bill. I'll be off then. The New York native said, See what I can wrestle up on Bentley. But Chip, as a friend, if I don't discover anything today, then you're going to need to let it go. This whole Maloney thing is just distracting you from what you should be doing. 
getting out there and stopping the bad guys. Why don't they believe Chip? I don't know. It's so it's... weird. It's so fucking weird. It's not like... Imagine if it had been like some like uh, popular figure who was like a Bruce Wayne, like really generous yeah. benefactor yeah, to yeah, lots yeah, of things, yeah, gave yeah. to lots of charities and stuff like that. And they're like, no, he's actually like a good guy. Come mm, on. Mm. But like... Chip is like, I've heard the name Grant Maloney. Mm. Bentley stopped this guy, and they're like, Nah, Chip, come on. You, you, what are you on about? Come on. <laughs> I don't understand why they don't believe him. With Cat, it kind of makes sense because, well, possibly makes sense because she's got the whole like weird past with yes. Grant Maloney, and it's like it doesn't even seem like she thinks that he's innocent. She just doesn't want to even think about him. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Ridley, yeah, like you said, <laughs> doesn't doesn't make any sense. The only thing I can think of is. I think we made a joke about this before, but Ridley is Grant Maloney. <laughs> and he's just trying to throw him off the trail. But again, we won't get a good twist like that. Yeah. yeah. Before Chip had a chance to reply, there was a screeching of tyres, a slam of brakes, and a honking of a horn outside his apartment's window. Chip opened up the window of his second floor place and looked outside. Downstairs, Cat got out of a silver convertible car that looked like it could get you to the moon faster than a rocket and called out to Chip... I like how Cat is like, my God, i got to get those criminals. Time to steal a car. <laughs> you won't get away with this, you criminal. <laughs> She's running over like a baby. <laughs> That's the bank's money, you bastards. Uh, didn't Ch- uh, MC steal a car recently as well? Like Probably. to chase Melvin down to oh, fucking yeah, Ipswich yeah. or Birmingham, wherever he was going. Get in. There's something I need your help with. What happened to you? Chip could see blood on Cat's forehead, even from up high. Just come down and get in the car. I'll explain it all on the way. Chip closed the window and grabbed his long, dark coat from its resting place. Was it in like a coffin or something? <laughs> just propped up, hanging upside down. <laughs> Guess I'm going out to stop the bad guys. The ninja said to Ridley as he went to exit the building. Let me know what you find on Bentley. If anything at all. Ridley watched Chip leave and sighed to himself. How comes I gotta go follow a cop where he gets to scream around town in a hot rod with a babe? <laughs> oh wow, that's a dated sentence, oh, isn't it? Oh my god, I never spoke like that as well. Even as like a a troubled, misguided teenager mm-hmm. <laughs> with all these like wrong opinions and views on the world, like I never spoke like that. I, do, I was just like, uh, d- how scream does a cool New York guy sound? Hot rod, babe, <laughs> baseball cheerleaders. <laughs> Jumping opened the door to the sporty car and got into the passenger side. What? Wow, that's a bad sentence. It's <laughs> like not even... You know when you're just shitting out a first draft and there's loads of typos? That's not even that level. It's, it's like you went out of your way to make a dumb sentence. It's like an alien who doesn't know language. It's like an like, algorithm written yeah, sentence. Yeah, but a bad one from like 93. <laughs> Jumping opened the door to the sporty car and got into the passenger side. Maybe I should drive. He said, Cat gave him a look a feminist would give an extreme sexist. The- I mean, that's just literal. That's <laughs> Yeah, this is literally that what's happening, sense. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, considering I wrote Cat as a 17-year-old, I don't think she could be classed as a feminist. That's true. Yeah. Cat gave him a look a feminist would give an extreme sexist, then slammed her feet down on the acceleration pedal and turned the steering wheel sharply, spinning the car around. I hadn't learned to drive at this point, I don't know if I can tell. <laughs> Chip flew forwards, smacking into the windscreen. Just as quickly, Cat pushed the brake pedals, and Chip, multiple brake pedals. I love love how you're spelling pedals and brake, because they're both wrong. (laughs) 
break is in like glass breaking and pedals is in like selling, I guess. <laughs> Pedaling. Break pedals. It's so innocent. There's something like like a five year old would write. Yep, and I was older than that when I wrote this. Just as quickly, Cat pushed the brake pedals and Chip flew back into his seat, grabbing onto his seatbelt for dear life, just about putting it on as Cat once again floored it and sped off, making several quick turns before Chip could ask. My God, that is... A... Oh, I'm, t- I'm out of breath reading that. Like, it's just so much it's happening. it's so exciting. <laughs> what is this all about? Bankhouse just went down, saw them leaving a van, and we're going to track them down. And where did you pick up this sporty number from? Car park across from the street. I believe they don't call them car parks in America either, so that was weird to say in that accent. (laughs) Great. So we're chasing bank thieves in a stolen car. You didn't really think this one through, did you, Cat? Shut up! Was Cat's reply. (laughs) Well, at least I made a joke about it in the test. But it's still dumb. Yeah. It's still not good or funny. Yeah. It's still stupid. Yeah. And I hate it. And yeah. I just want this all to end finally. <sighs> they continued to speed through the streets of New York, skidding around corners until they pulled out onto a long stretch of road just past Times Square. I love your New York geography there. <laughs> I'm sure it's like, you know, when MC was driving through London, it's like, well, there's mysteriously no traffic and you can just do 40 miles an hour and easily. That's fine. There's no cars around. <laughs> There they are! Cat pointed out the black van to Chip and started to speed up. The set of lights the red convertible was approaching turned red, but Cat flew past them, narrowly missing an SUV. All Chip could do was look at Cat as she continued to fly down the road. Minor point, but wasn't it a silver car? Yeah. Cool. Yep. They're going so fast <laughs> it's turned colours. They went past that red light so quick they stole the colour from it. <laughs> Slow down, he said. No way! We'll lose them! No, we won't. But if you keep up at this speed, you're either going to kill us or the very nice people of New York. Also, if that van sees us coming after it like a rocket, they're going to do everything in their power to get away from us. And we want to stop them. Oh yeah, and this is a bloody stolen vehicle! Chip yelled. For the first time ever, Chip (laughs) is the voice of reason. (laughs) This is a a brave new world. I, I feel... Uncertain, <laughs> confused, a little bit scared. Why are you crying? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm just, I'm not used to this. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure it won't last long. Cat didn't say a word. She slowed down, pushing the car to the speed limit, but keeping in touch with the van. There was silence between the two. So how was, it's, I don't understand how Cat has managed to go from the bank, steal mm. a car, mm. while the bank robbers are driving off. Mm. Swing by, pick Chip up, mm. then do the whole thing. We're like, I'm going to speed off now. I'm going to break. Okay, we're going now, and then just magically find the van again. Yes. The only two explanations are either the van just happened to the getaway route, kind of took and passed Chips. Oh, so she was like, oh, I could pick Chip up along the way. Or the van is just going at like five miles an hour. <laughs> well, uh, maybe it's they don't attention. So much money. <laughs> is it milk float? The getaway vehicle is a milk float. Did they dress up as milkmen as they went inside? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want there to be a gang of bank robbers dressed up like milkmen. <laughs> they didn't have M16, it was just milk bottles. <laughs> Putting on a fedora hat that matched his grey raincoat, Detective Jack Bentley left his office and the station by foot. Usually he'd take his car or get a squad vehicle to take him to his destination, but he had a few rounds to make today and thought it'd be best he didn't draw attention to himself. 
he walked down the street and turned a corner, blissfully unaware that several feet behind him, wearing a baseball cap and dark glasses, was Ridley. So a couple of things are really like that. One is that he doesn't want to draw attention to himself. The man in a grey raincoat <laughs> and a fedora. He's a cop from the 40s. Also, the way that you said Ridley's several feet behind him, not like metres or 10 feet, 12 feet, 15 feet, the other side of the street, it's like walking basically right behind him. <laughs> I don't know why ben- Bentley taking his own car makes him more suspicious. Yeah. He'd get there quicker. Yeah. He'd take less time. Yeah. <laughs> he can crack on with his police work. And I like to think, because Ridley's got the classic baseball cap and dark glasses, mm. that he's also got a newspaper with eyes oh, cut out obviously. in it as well. Yeah. The black van pulled into a side street, then into an alley, before coming into an opening at the back of several buildings, and drove into an open warehouse door, which closed shut behind it. Cautiously, Cat inched the convertible to the end of the alley, so she and Chip could see the van disappear into the warehouse. Rat, let's go in and take them out! Cat, take... Cat, take her seatbelt off! and went to leave the car when Chip grabbed her arm. Wait, if they just pulled off a bank job, they're probably going to be armed. Plus, we don't know how many more are in that warehouse. They've got machine guns. Cat shrugged Chip off. Fine, all the more reason to be cautious. Let's do some recon. See just what we're dealing with. Then, once we've got a good attack strategy, you kick their asses. Thanks, boss. Cat replied sarcastically, exiting the car. Chip shook his head, feeling there was something wrong with her today. <laughs> oh. She was usually grouchy at the best of times, but there just seemed to be an extra dose of venom today. He got out of the car and moved quickly and quietly across the opening towards Cat. I mean, this is just Cat, right? She's always, like, sort of, stop saying shit to me, you idiot. Yeah, I did. does he mean about how... Like, she's seen a bank robbery, and then she's taken it upon herself to chase them. She's mm. stolen the car. She's driving like crazy across New York. Now yeah. she's like, let's just storm into the warehouse with uh, bank robbers who are armed with machine guns. That is very true, actually. There is a real sort of urgency to mm. her sort of behaviour and mm. need to stop these bank robbers, mm. I guess. The large doors to the warehouse suddenly opened. Chip pulled Cat behind a dumpster to avoid being seen, and they watched as three brand new Mini Coopers... Full stop, okay. <laughs> a red one, a blue one, and a green one. And they all had Union Jacks on the roof. <laughs> Each Mini took a different exit to the opening and drove off. Literally doing the Italian job. Yeah, not Literally. even trying to... Nope. No. Not even a homage, just like, yeah. nope, ripping it off. And then Michael Caine appeared. <laughs> Cat was already running back to the car with Chip just behind her. They've split the money! Cat shouted as she entered the car. Dramatically, Chip jumped and rolled over the bonnet and entered the car off the passenger side. (laughs) Chip was so dramatic in this exciting drama that you're reading. Which one are you going to follow? He asked. The green one. So, Cat's favourite (laughs) colour. Cat started up the engine. (laughs) It's my favourite (laughs) colour. It's almost like you wrote this. Oh, we should really read the next line before we make any little jokes. The green one. Cat started up the engine. It's my favourite colour. A huge cloud of smoke went up as she sped off, taking the alley the green mini had used previously. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. What's Is Chip going to do the thing where he's on the rooftops then? Oh, yeah, must is, is that what's going to happen? Because, unless he takes the van or the milk flute? <laughs> but he's not going to be able to catch them that well, is he? <laughs> The Bronx in New York had been made famous and iconic in many movies before, with a variety of gangster films being set in its limits. 
And I'm sure I saw a few of those, so I felt like I could write about the Bronx. (laughs) It wasn't a place where you often saw a cop walking down the street like he owned it, but that was Detective Bentley for you. (laughs) (sighs) Ridley knew some people around this area, and he knew of many others. What? Ridley knows lots of people. (laughs) Ridley knew of many people in this area, and he knew of many others. He knew many other people in different areas all around the state. It's like a children's book. Why don't we go through Ridley's friends? Oh. There's Chip, there's Cat, there's John. I felt like I was writing this while I was watching something and I was just like half distracted. That would make a lot of sense. It was a breeding ground for mafia types. Sicilians who ran family businesses of drug smuggling, protection rackets and murder. How many murders would you like today? See, I know everything about the Bronx. All the known crimes. <laughs> but the known crimes in America are different to what they are in uh, Japan. Is it going to be Jay's dad looking around? <laughs> Again, this is set in like the 50s though, isn't it? Like, this is what's happening. <laughs> the mayor of New... No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. The major of... <laughs> the major of New York... It's a military rank. <laughs> Just let me finish the sentence. The major of New York had done a good job of clearing New York up, chasing the gangsters away. Literally some sergeant major running with a big stick going, get out, you Sicilian stereotypes. And they're like, meh. I'll get you, see? Oh, dear. Must have been the major that opened up all those Costa coffee shops. (laughs) Really, all had been done was to force the Mafia back to the Bronx, which made more competition, which made several families all struggling for control of the area, and then to branch out into New York once again. Well, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I'd just forgotten what a sentence was, I think. <laughs> okay, so the Bronx in this 1950s fake America where we are right now, with a yep. major of New York, could chase them all to... So I guess this is like a turf war that's happening in this area then. They're all trying to vie for control. I guess that's what you're getting at. Okay, yeah. yeah. Really knew this was a dangerous place to be right now. And he made sure to keep himself to himself as he followed Bentley. There was also a chance Ridley had a few enemies. Old card players in this area. This made him even more nervous. He's alright, he's incognito though. He's got his baseball cap exactly. on, his dark glasses. How will they recognise him? Yeah, they're not going to know at all. a whole several feet behind <laughs> Bentley. He'll never spot him. <laughs> he followed Bentley to a restaurant. An Italian one, of course. <laughs> Jesus. Bentley stood outside and waited. Ridley observed from across the street, hiding in a phone booth. A few minutes later, a huge Sicilian man wearing a blue shirt over a white vest which showed his massive gut came out of the restaurant with a white packet and gave it to Bentley. The detective immediately started to open the package, much to the dismay of the gangster. But Ridley just waved him off and started to count the money inside. You were right about one thing, Chip. Ridley said to himself. Taking bribes from the mafia ain't it exactly something that makes you a hero cop. Bentley tucked the money away turned and headed out of the Bronx, Ridley not far behind. Didn't Ridley know that yep. Bentley already took bribes yep. and it was a massively corrupt cop? Yep. It's like you wanted... Yep. He bribed to... Bentley before. He did. Yeah. He knows this. This but is it's different when I do it. It's just like when Bentley, you know, supposedly stopped those terrorists and saved New York, mm. he, he put like a spell out on everyone to make yeah. them believe he was a hero cop. I think it's literally that you had a different idea about 
you wanted to change the storyline, basically, the perception of Bentley, but you didn't want to go back and change anything. <laughs> so you just sort of retroactively changed it? Yeah. I, I get, like, just, you know, the general public thinking he was a hero cop because sure. they don't know anything about what's going on. But sure. Ridley has literally bribed this man <laughs> for money and, like, knew about him before Chip even tur- uh, Chip even turned up. So, what... <laughs> Is it like how I forgot the car was silver, not red, and I just forgot on this massive plot good cop, point? Bad cop, oh, I can't remember. Oh, go a good cop. <sighs> the green Mini Cooper hadn't been driving like it had just come from a bank raid. Although the driver zipped in around the traffic, making steady progress, he was a calm and assured, unaware. He was a calm and assured, unaware that a few car lengths behind, Cat and Chip continued to follow. Okay, so Chip has gone with Cat. I thought mm. they were going to like go after different cars. Well, like Chip going across the rooftops in classic. Yeah, or maybe he took the van and tried to follow sure, another one, because sure. they've all split up, so... Yeah. yeah. They just crossed the city line, and were heading towards a different state. Not going to name that state, obviously, because I didn't know. Uh, Texas. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> they just crossed the city line, and were heading towards a different state. Slowly but surely, New York City got smaller. And smaller. I mean, the city didn't literally shrink. <laughs> they mean, like in the in the mirror behind them, like just for fuck's sake. Oh. oh, can we just call it quits here? Can we just end it now? I think it'd be best for your mental God health. God damn yeah. it! Where do you think they're headed? Chip asked. Who knows? Cat replied. Could be going to Mexico, or maybe to meet to deliver the money to whoever put them up to the job. Or maybe to a meet. Yeah, like a yeah, meet. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, I'll forgive myself for that one. Makes you think about our luck. Here we are, skilled fighters who should be out looking for trouble, yet so often it seems to find us. What are the odds that you'd walk past a bank and see a robbery? I wasn't walking past. I was inside. Oh, right. You didn't say that. Chip thought for a moment. Why were you in a bank? He asked, puzzled. <laughs> Is it that strange? Like, I know Kat is all mysterious with a mysterious past, and she's all blah, 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 mysterious, but she was in a bank. Like, <laughs> it's the most mundane thing you can do. Like, I was in a supermarket. Why were you in a supermarket? <laughs> like, I know she lives in an abandoned, condemned building that has no doors or windows and is just on fire all the time, but it's not that unheard of that she could be in a bank. Maybe she got lost. Maybe she was looking for another, like, whore den to work in or something. <laughs> And there was a bank all along. Uh, I don't know what kind of banks you've been going to. Anyway, like, is this a whore den? No, no, it's a bank. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. You didn't say that. Chip thought for a moment. Why were you in a bank? He asked, puzzled. I got a bank card. Cat turned the car off the road and onto a freeway, keeping her eyes straight ahead. Wanted to see how much was on it. You had a bank card. What's so strange about that? And stop looking at me that way. It's just... Chip looked away, realising he was still staring. You're an enigma, Cat. You really are. We know nothing about you, where you come from, what you do. Maybe I just don't feel like sharing and opening up like some people. I ain't the sort to bore folk with my life story. There was more than a little anger in Cat's voice. I mean, Cat's life story is definitely going to be really boring. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was abandoned as a baby, I came from the planet Krypton. <laughs> then I was raised by wolves. Uh, 
I went back in time, killed Hitler, went back in time again, killed the clone of Hitler, went to the moon, you know, just boring life stuff. I like the fact you described Chip's life as boring as well. Like, entire family killed by zombies and then, or vampires, and then, like, became a supernatural crime-fighting ninja. Tried to end the world, yeah. turned evil. <laughs> Fine, we won't mention it again, but let's get one thing clear. I don't trust people who don't like to talk. Makes my calm unsettled. I hate it when my calm gets unsettled. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Like, alright, but this throughout this entire podcast, right, I can handle the few, you know, scattered weird things that happen. And obviously it's all bollocks, we know that. Mm. But there's so many. There's so many in this episode of like weird sentences and weirdly structured conversation bits and confusing plot lines. You said you said a minute ago that it was like you were watching something while writing this. Yeah. I think that's probably it. I think you you've also said before that you kind of feels like you just wanted to get it done. I, I, that's how I feel now. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just put on like fucking Futurama or whatever your scrubs, <laughs> whatever you're watching at the time and just sort of shat one out basically. Just bash some keys and hope they made words. Yeah. <sighs> Also, the irony of Chip saying he doesn't trust anyone, he doesn't open up. <laughs> Come on. I guess he has opened up to the gang. Like, he's told them his life story. And that was a while ago, actually. Yeah. All the stuff about yeah. him turning evil. Where, you know, Cat hasn't said anything. Yeah, true. I mean, he really wouldn't trust MC at the moment then, would he? But, <laughs> I mean, that's the other show. It was the truth. In Chip's world, anyone who didn't like to talk about their past meant that they had something to hide. Either that, or they just couldn't plain remember what had happened to them in years gone by. But Kat was so adamant she didn't want to share that Chip assumed it was something best left in the pits of her memory. He noticed she had started to drive a lot faster, getting closer to the Mini Cooper and swerving in and out of traffic dangerously. He tried to defuse the situation. I sent Ridley out today to follow Detective Bentley. Is that diffusing the situation? Is that really calming? <laughs> if it was calming, it'd be like, oh yeah, I just went to see the new film the other day. It was really good. Or, oh, I'm not sure what to have for dinner, you know, still having the same old things. <laughs> what, what bizarre world is it where you're like, oh, yeah, well, it's nice, neutral conversation, like first date conversation, you know, nothing you don't want to do, bring up politics or religion. So you're like, yeah, I sent my uh, mutual friend to follow a corrupt cop. Who we think is working with a guy who was behind a terrorist attack. Connected to the guy who you don't want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I need to lie down. Why? Cat seemed a little calmer, and her speed let off so quickly that it was extremely noticeable. If anything, this worried Chip further. Cat's moods were very much like a tightrope. Just the smallest push could knock her over the edge. Wanted to see what he does in a day. Guy's got so many of his fingers in so many pies... He's bound to get burned sooner or later. Plus, if you mention that dang baloney one more time, I will throw you out of this car at the highest speed I can do. This time, there was no emotion in Kat's voice. He was going to fucking bring him up. <laughs> I'd literally, after he's like, well, better go to a safer topic. Let's mention the name of the guy that fucking sets her off every time. Oh, well, let's, let's switch it to a calmer topic. Hey, do you remember that time you got drugged? <laughs> Chip decided to just let the situation be. He didn't want to make things even more dangerous on this assignment. Any loss in focus could prove fatal, and they didn't even know who they were dealing with yet. Petty crooks? And, and something larger. <laughs> Fine, Chip said. And that's where we're going to leave part one of American Job. 
Well, what do we think of that episode, MC? It was really I'm dark. dying. I don't want to do this anymore. I hated it. How about you? How did you get... <laughs> I mean, I really didn't enjoy that in the slightest. It was dumb. It was so fucking dumb, but not in the usual Tamara Gayson way. It wasn't fun, It was dumb. just... It was just sloppy dumb. It was yeah. just bad. Yeah, it's like we obviously we've got kind of our scale is you know the demon that couldn't be destroyed with weapons. Yeah, and then there's the nightclub scene at the bottom of that. Yeah, I guess this is somewhere towards the bottom end. In I a don't way. know if it's even in that kind of that spectrum. I feel like there are more axes and there's yeah, it's more three D or four D or just. <laughs> Just a, whatever, <laughs> however many dimensions a turd has. Yeah, this is just a skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> what I liken it to is like, you know, like, uh, we're big fans of Jason Statham and his films, right? Yeah. And you get those sort of big, dumb Statham movies that are really fun and mm. he has terrible one liners mm. and it's really bad, but it's really entertaining. Mm. But then you get the Statham movies that are just boring and dull yeah. and they're just bad. Yeah. And there's no enjoyment to them whatsoever, yes. you know? So I, I guess it's kind of like that. That's a very good uh, comparison. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, it's calmed me thinking of that analogy, so it's <laughs> helped a great deal. Um in terms of the plot and the series, I guess like it, it was it was kind of interesting opening up with the big bank robbery. Yeah. But then it's I mean obviously part 1 all set up, we know yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's just Cat and Chip in a car doing yeah. things and Chip upsetting Cat and being weird. For a change, yeah. And Ridley being in this weird version of the Bronx from the 50s. Yeah. So, I guess uh, the redeeming thing, if there is one, might be that we get an insight into Cat. Yeah. Um, and why she's sort of going so hard on this bank robbery and mm-hmm. what it sort of means on a, a deeper level, if I can use that <laughs> phrase for this. You can't. Yeah. Take it back. <laughs> I wonder if... Um, because obviously one of the end lines is uh, petty crooks and yeah. something larger, yeah. but not a question mark, a full stop. Yeah. So I wonder if that's an accidental slip of like, hopefully the robbery is something bigger in the series and not just, you know, like the week. Yeah, like the vampire was in Tomorrow Gacy yeah. recently. It was just, it turned up, it was there for no reason other than for Gav to kill it later. The only thing I can think of is that it is a way of advancing Cat's character, motivations, yeah. background, whatever. I'm hoping that the reason she was into the bank was because she'd been set up for this bank robbery to happen while she was there, mm. and it's all connected to her. I don't know, even if she was like a, a silent um, a sleeper cell, what are they called? Like a yeah, sleeper agent, agent, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, for Grant Maloney or something like that, and this is a way of triggering her, or something like that. Like the robbery has more meaning than just being a sort of event. Yeah, some bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe Bentley would recognise Ridley knocking around. Mm, um, that could be and something there. interesting, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe Ridley finally fucking sees him with Grant Maloney. He's like, hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a hero cut. <laughs> they're both like stabbing somebody to death. <laughs> a nun. There's a nun and they're just stabbing her. And Ridley's like, hmm, what could this mean? Hmm. <laughs> Looking through his newspaper with the two holes. <laughs> and the major of New York comes along with his stick and he's like, no, Mafia, <laughs> stop stabbing nuns. <laughs> Back to the Bronx with you. Well, if you're still here for whatever reason and you've got some theories about what's going to happen next week, do you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Podcast, And we are on Twitter at HowIRippedOff. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. And Spotify. Ooh. We've been doing this podcast for years and I've only just put it on Spotify. So I can't <laughs> even say it. That's why it wasn't uploaded because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the podcast is on Spotify now. Hey, hey. Yeah, that's exciting. Hopefully, that will uh, bring this to a new audience. <laughs> we'll inflict it on the, some more people. <laughs> um, yeah, do your next bit. <laughs> uh, 
if you want to leave us a review of this bank robbery of an episode, <laughs> uh, please do so. I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify. I assume can so. Can you leave a star rating? Leave a star rating on Spotify. Be the first person, if you can, <laughs> to leave a star rating and or review yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, if you do that, if that's doable. you win a prize. Yeah, the yeah. prize is... You never have to listen to this again. 